we are live. Good evening, everyone. How is everyone doing? Very good. Very good? I'm living, man. You're yeah. living? Living life. Living. Before we get into some more controversial topics, hot takes, shoes, and watches, we should get all the formalities out of the way. First off, I want to apologize for not <laughs> being able to plug last week. Ridiculous. That was hilarious. Ridiculous. Nobody's going to listen to this shit now. How are they, they, they going to know who to follow? How are they going to know where to go? <laughs> they have no idea. Exactly. So, clue. look, worst take, uh, I will. <laughs> All good. Um, but, exactly. This is the Springs of Thread podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to this um, on a platform, you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, anywhere you can find podcasts, you know, all these different channels. Most importantly, though, please do subscribe, follow the podcast, rate it, give it five stars. It really helps us out and helps us, you know, get to that next level. If you have suggestions or you just want to rip on us, please feel free to DM us. And of course, at the end, you'll have the handles so you can find out where you can talk shit and send us nasty messages on Instagram. All right. So. Um, this week we actually have a very, very, very great guest. Uh, he goes by the name of Brandon Paul. He is, uh, the owner, you know, he is the account owner of the Minute Marker, which is a watch and style platform, which is really amazing because there are a lot of similarities. Uh, and he's also just an all around great guy. He's been following this platform since about September, 2020, which is pretty amazing. One of the OG followers. Um, we've had some great conversations through DM, so it was just about time that we get him on the podcast. And we'll touch about that. Ah. Ah. Exactly. Just about Puns. time. Ah. <laughs> Good one. Uh, and so uh, he is also the writer, and he is, the, I'm going to say he's a founder of a platform by the name of an armed acti- armchair activist. Sorry. Uh, we'll touch upon that uh, later on the podcast. But please, everyone, and I'll put the applause track in here. Welcome, Mr. Brandon Paul. Woo! Yeah! Thank you. Thank you. Brandon, welcome, Very welcome. happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. Yes. And by the way, listeners, he is tuning in. Oh, not tuning in. He is recording with us all the way, not from Toronto, not from Canada, but from Chicago. 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 Bears. <laughs> that bears. That's official. Springs and Ted International. Springs and Ted. We're a global company. <laughs> So what's the audience like for you guys right now? Like, have you gone international before? Like, where are your <laughs> listeners at? Truthfully, well, the listeners are... What, what, were, you, what were you going to say, Mike, Mikey? I said, my mom's listened to it before, so... <laughs> you know, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> UK, France, uh, actually, where else? Florida, North Carolina. Um, and my homie guess, out in Luxembourg. Yeah, Luxembourg. Yeah, Luxembourg, that one. Hong Kong as well. But you were the first official international follower, guest, friend on this podcast. Amazing. Very yeah. happy so, about that. Very excited to be here. It's also yeah. so cool that, like, this podcast is finding fans all over the world. Like, do you think <laughs> about that? I, that I do and I don't. Is, like, People are tuning in from around the world to listen to you guys just talk about watches and fashion. That's that's power. 
<laughs> you know what's really funny is whenever I like whenever I look at the analytics and I see that like we have somebody international, I'm like, fuck that. That's somebody like spoofing their location or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nord VPN. It's yeah, like someone using that. That, sh- that should oh, be our, our sponsor. That should be our first sponsor. Can, can somebody just fucking sponsor us already? I'm 12 episodes deep on this shit. Like, just get like anybody. Anybody. <laughs> I feel like No Frills is the first one. No Frills has no to frills be. No Frills has to one. be. Yeah. No Frills, by the way, Brandon, is mm-hmm. a really great economical grocery store here in, uh, here in Canada. Oh, fun. And so I've done a few shots of my fits in there, and that's why it just makes sense. It yeah, would no, make sense. No yeah. You know? Free groceries for everyone. They're hit. Oh, yeah. They're they do some pretty hit. cool shit. Like, they, they uh, did that album, and then... Did, uh, did you see, like, the anime that the they anime did? The anime commercial? Yeah, that shit's cool. Your grocery store did an anime commercial? Yeah, it's very dope. That's amazing. The, right. Some of them have TikTok accounts. Some of the individual uh, yeah. grocers have TikTok accounts. Another little cool feature about No Frills is um, the franchisee, their name is on the uh, store. So yeah. it'll be like Fab's yeah. No Frills or like Mark's No Frills. Bruno's. 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 Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty homey. That's what Canadians are known for. Yep. Yeah, uh, everything's just nicer in Canada, right? <laughs> they have the best cereal snow. selection too. Best cereal selection. Really? For real? Yeah, very good. Okay. Very good. Their cereal I don't selection. eat cereal, but... I, I always thought, like, the U.S. got the best cereal because they got, like, tricks and, like, they got all I, that stuff. What do you eat for breakfast, Ed? Me? I don't eat breakfast. What? Ever. You never eat breakfast. I, no. I, you don't I, have any do, breakfast food at, at your apartment. You have zero. You intermittent fast? Yeah. You're fucking Damn, nice. I, I start at 3 and then I end at, <laughs> I end at uh, 7.30. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I normally don't eat breakfast either. Yeah. Um, but, like... I don't make it a point to not eat breakfast. That shit is crazy. Oh, it's never okay. intentional. That shit is mine, crazy. Mine is very intentional. Man, that's just called eating sleep for breakfast. I just I just drink. I'll just like, I don't know. Like, I guess caffeine just kind of curbs your hunger. So, like, I'll just yeah. like drink a coffee yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll make my coffee and then I'll have my lunch and then dinner later in the day. And then that's it. I don't eat dessert and, and do none of that. Do you, do you bring your lunch with you to work? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't go out ever. You never. You never. No. Grab okay. One. Sometimes I. I will. I will go out because where where I work, Brandon. It's it's a really great you know ethnic area. We have a lot of Asian food. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Indian food, West Indies as well, and like your typical kind of you know Canadian white food. Um, but Canadian shit is so white. <laughs> <laughs> that is the yo. We are literally six minutes and forty seven seconds in. That's the worst take of the week. That is fucking oh hard. done. That's it. Fine. Okay. Well, you know, you know. Hey, look. We we just call it. Anyways, uh, I mean, I could get like a I think Chinese. What you need is like mass wait, market wait, fast wait. food. So I need some context for this because, as someone who's never been to Canada, you say Canadian white food, and all I'm thinking is poutine. And I know that that's oh, not nah, right. Man. So, like I mean, Dunkin' Donuts, sort of like type your beat. burgers, pizza, um, you know, like, like yeah. salad. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I yeah, will go exactly five dollars. I can get like a like an Asian lunchbox, like Chinese lunchbox, mm-hmm. or I can go to like the Indian place and just get like some chutney and like some naan. Like you know, that yeah. that's what yeah. we eat, especially where I live, where I work, which is Scarborough, Ontario. Right? That's that's what it's known for. Brandon, do you do you run on Dunkin'? I do not run on Dunkin'. That shit is disgusting. They have the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Their coffee sucks. The donuts are great, though. The donuts are great. Their their coffee is dog shit. Yes. 
Yeah, that's because it's called Dunkin' Donuts, not Dunkin' Coffee. <laughs> well, now it's just called Dunkin', though. They, like, dropped the donuts, Yeah, too. yeah, they dropped the donuts, right? They're about to be bad at donuts. <laughs> <laughs> just good at Dunkin'? Dunkin' what? <laughs> your hopes and dreams, dunk them in the there sand. It is over. Dunk your expectations. <laughs> yup. That's exactly what it is. You know what? It would actually be, like, a really good idea if they just, like, did campaigns with, like, NBA athletes where they're just like oh it's like don't get no you know what that was stupid that That was stupid that was like a very spur of the moment that was like a 2000s commercial awful you know awful commercial (laughs) in my head that was like a 2000s commercial it sounded so good before i said it and then i said it and i'm like that's fucking shit vince carter and t-mac that's literally what i thought of vince carter and t-mac being at the uh, it's like all-star game dunk competition the duncan competition yeah yeah Something you that just brought horrible. me back. Yeah, exactly. You brought me back. Uh, well, before we get into the wrist check, do you want to say, Brandon, I, I am Canadian. I love poutine. I, I, you just can't delicious. go wrong. It's so delicious. delicious. Have okay. you had one before? I've never had poutine, but so like, bro, I, as of late, have become lactose intolerant. Oh, okay, bro. And this is this is a cure. Trust me. Poutine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yikes. hell no. For sure, it's, that's that's it's how maybe it works. You need some actually. lactase first, you know. Lactase no, it's first. worth it. You know what? There, there is vegan cheese poutine. I, I've seen it, especially downtown Toronto. So I feel like you know, it's not the you, same, dude. All those vegan cheeses, they are not as good. The only, the only place that has like very, Poutinis? very, like the only places that I've ever had that have like very fire vegan food. Uh, Doomies, I don't even know if they're still open, but Doomies slaps and, okay. and Planta. But I mean, like, who the fuck is paying that much money for vegan food? I, bro, Planta's so expensive. What is, what is good, the though. usual it's good. price? Bro, it's like $27 Ooh. for like, it's like, it's, it's like this much food. Oh, it's oh. oh, no, no. It's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a place where like you take an environmentally conscious girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. For, for perspective, Brandon, $20 might seem a lot, but that's like $15 US. Okay? Oh, true, 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 true. Okay. $15 US. <laughs> you know, because everything's always more expensive here. Yeah, don't you guys get like PlayStations? Like the new PlayStation's like thirty-one sixty-five or something like that in the US? I think it's, it's like $3.99. Yeah, you, that's still extremely soft compared to what we're buying. How much here. is it there? Uh, the digital is... The digital's... Lucky he's shook. I think with what? No, no, no. The digital with tax in uh, in Ontario at least is five sixty nine or something like that, and the disc Uh, with tax in is seven hundred and eleven dollars. Yeah, that's that's why I paid for the disc. That's a lot, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably gonna hang on to my PS4 for like the next three or four years. So, damn. Yeah, you know what, Brandon. I, I can't even blame you because like hold on, I don't know I don't know if you can see this but this is a paperweight at this point I don't use this shit like ever. No, it, I use it's mine unplugged. All the time. It's unplugged. It's literally unplugged. So like it's a seven hundred and eleven dollar paperweight. Or I just literally like I don't know, man. Like I I built this PC and I, I don't get me wrong, I don't play games on it, but I just like I don't know. Like ever since I built my PC, this thing has just been sitting on my desk and I just feel like a fucking idiot <laughs> at this point <laughs> just have not played video games in a month like what a waste of money yeah yeah i feel that at least i can look at it though that's cool 
At least it's a cool paperweight. So speaking of cool things, let's finally roll into the wrist check. <laughs> I am going to lead. I'm going to give the honors to Mr. Brandon Paul. What are you wearing on the wrist today? And what have you worn if you've gone out on the feet? Okay, so on my wrist right now, I have my Black Bay 36 Steel and Gold, which Beautiful. I love very much. Uh, on my feet. Which color dial? Black dial. Yeet. Good dial. Um, on my feet, every time I stepped out of the house, it's been the standard uh, University Red Air Max 1s. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I just saw those in public the other day, too. I love those shoes. Mm. They are so good. And I picked them up before I realized that they were hype, too. I, like, really? found them in a footlocker. Yeah, I was with my grandma. Wow. And I was wow. looking at these shoes. She walks in. She was like, oh, those are nice. Do you want them? And I was like, oh, I don't have my size. And she was like, oh, see if you can find them online. I, like, Googled them. And I was like, oh, shit. These are, like, important you know, shoes. I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, like, found them online somewhere else and got them, like, right away. I have worn them into the ground. I wish nice. I bought a couple nice. pairs, yeah. Nice. So are you an Air Max 1 fan or an Air Max 90s fan? I love them both. Honestly, like, they're both probably the most comfortable Air Maxes in my opinion. That's a non-answer. Yeah. Okay, we, once. We non-answer. Once. once. All right, yeah. there you go. There you go. There okay. You go. I'm on the same boat. I'm on the All same right. boat. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to swing it over to, to Darius. What are you wearing today? Um... Uh, on the wrist, um, Submariner. Very nice. No date, 11, 40, 60. On the feet, um, Dior B23s. You know what I looked at the other day? I looked at how much it would cost me to buy another pair. And when I bought them, I think two years ago, they're still expensive, like 760 something dollars, um, Canadian dollars before tax. Now, so like eight, 850 after tax. Now it's like fifteen hundred dollars after tax. Wow! How light? How super light? Light for Darius? <laughs> yeah, definitely light for Darius, Mister Fucking Louis Vuitton. But I, I don't know how. <laughs> is it like did they no, produce but like, that's, it somewhere that's else? That's such is an it... absurd like it is price absurd. increase over two years. It's ridiculous. Like, Dior, what are you doing? Man? I would I would never pay that. Not a chance now. I don't think yeah, I that could. was on the feet today. Nice. That was on the feet. Very nice. And Mr. Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. On the wrist. Bam. Apple. Yep. Apple Watch. Apple Watch series. Whatever the fuck. Something. Um, Apple Watch late. Five, six. I don't know. Who cares? Um, it works. It's an Apple Watch. <laughs> um, and on the feet. Yo, it's been docks all week, man. We got so much snow. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's been a bitch out here. So I, I just, yeah. uh, I just been wearing the Docs all week. I haven't worn any sneakers. I maybe wore like the Air Maxes like a few times, um, mm-hmm. just like when the snow like did melt for like that forty five seconds. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was it. Well, what was funny is we got that like heavy snowfall where it was like up to my calves. And then, oh, that was the day I went snowboarding and I wore the Chicago <laughs> to go <laughs> snowboarding. <laughs> how you do in those disgusting parking lots i'm like i oh, this is a great decision this one that's the shoe i want to wear the, the, the chicago's look really really interesting with the snow pants oh yeah it like oh, yeah. It made the shoe just look really small i'm just like wow you know what it is i i'd like deliberately wear them with the snow pants because they're t- like 
taller shoes and there's some of the wider shoes that I have, like with the collar. Mm-hmm. So it can actually lift up the snow pant and the oh. snow pant doesn't drag on the floor. Mm. Smart. Yeah. Brandon, do I you actually don't own snowboard? high tops. I do not ski or snowboard. Nope. Okay. Mm. And yeah. on your wrist and um, feet. I've actually, you know, since the last one, since last week, I haven't taken this off and it's just uh, Black Bay 58, classic. Um, I've been banging it up. I've been wearing it a lot um, throughout Monday to Friday and even when I do some housework. And then on the feet, those Bluntstones. The Blunnies. Blunnies. Great for Canadian winters. Very, oh, yeah. very trustable. Keeps my feet warm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Doc Martin gang over here, so mm. Docs have like no on. grip though. What? No, yeah. man. Yo, that soul's amazing, bro. Dude, I wore mine out shit. in a single winter. Actually? Yeah. I've I've had mine for maybe like two years and I wear them in the summer too because I'm a crazy guy like that. <laughs> And um, no, nah, like they've they've held up so well for me. I'm like really yeah. surprised, like how how well they've held up for me. I I have a pair of Docs, but not like the the classic ones. It's it's like a, it was like a four years ago standard kind of combat boot brown, and uh, I think it was only after the third year that the soles started to actually peel apart from from the upper. But I thought it would. I thought they were pretty durable. Did you get them resold? Oh, not yet. I I wear them when I when I gotta do shit um, during the Monday to Friday, yeah. that require a lot of you know heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I've never the, owned docs in my life. That's okay. That's okay. You got those Chicago's. That's all. That's literally the only shoe I need. Yeah, Chicago. It's the Chicago. only shoe I need. And and Chicago's. just so just so you know, Brandon, this is not about you know the 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 Chicago accent. This is oh, actually no, during no, no, a no. podcast. Oh, you heard it? Wait, wait, wait. No. So, so the the inside joke with this is one of the episodes that we were. I had a we brain fart. I forgot how to say Chicago how I normally say. It, so I said Chicago. And this <laughs> well, becomes Chicago. I love Chicago. the Bears. I love the Bears. I mean, when you try to channel Chicago, it just like comes out of you sometimes. Exactly. Bro. It does. Tri City. <laughs> so, you know, so it would have been really cool if like. Darius's like inner chief keep came out though. That would have been <laughs> way funnier. Does Darius have an inner chief keep? He probably does. He probably chief. does. Like he'll just you be sure? like, yeah, like you know the Dior twenty three price. It's like bang bang. It's just like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> just in the store, look at the price. Like damn, that's light. <laughs> that's that oh, shit I god. don't like. <laughs> Just returning something, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, when you like go to Nordstrom. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Jeez. Okay. Uh I gotta ask. Uh number one, Brandon, mm-hmm. have you seen what I call the Yeezy dumplings yet? I have not. Wait. Prior to this uh this podcast being uh, recorded. Nope. So I come the Yeezy Dumplings. The formal name is the Yeezy 450. I mean, there's been quite a bit of Yeezy news this there's, week. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But uh, the Yeezy Dumpling or the Yeezy 450s are basically uh, like a sock or like a knit upper. Funny, Mikey. Knit upper, right? And it has this really interesting, um, really interesting pattern from from the sole to like you know, 
the entire shoe. So I remember uh, this because the soles for these leaked like a year and a half ago, right? Like we've been waiting for a minute for these. So long. Yeah. And it was the, it was the Kanye's puddle shot, right? That that's what kind of, uh, kind of got people interested, but it really from the side looks like a gyoza and like all the dumpling folds. And that's why I call them the, the Yeezy dumplings. I see it. How do y'all feel about it? I think they're like genuinely interesting, and if you get them, there is an equal chance that you, they will be like the sickest fit you're ever gonna pull off, or it's gonna be the most bricked fit you're gonna pull off. There is no middle ground for that shoe. Absolutely, agree. They're growing on me. I gotta say, I thought they were really shitty at first, but they're they're definitely growing on me. Like I I saw, I think it was the it was the original colorway that I saw that I didn't really like, but like that. That colorway that they're releasing, uh, what is it, March sixth, March seventh? Um, if I cop, I I might have to might have to tow those. Not gonna lie. I'm not gonna like, lie too. Even though I called the like called them a different name, I actually like these. Would I buy them though? Cool. I don't no, know. I absolutely would not buy them. But I think, I think they're like cool, and I think it's such a good thing to just do such as something different. Yes. Yeah. Like a good, it's a good venture. It's like okay, maybe this will be an aesthetic that takes hold. And I mean, in a sense, like when the first Yeezys came out, I think the three fifty V ones, those were so yeah. different from anything that I was seeing on anyone's feet at the time. And like, I don't know. I feel oh. like Kanye's trying to recreate that magic with these oh, you ones. Ne- you never saw anybody wear the Roshi runs. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So the thing yes, with sir. the Roshis is I only started seeing the Roshis around after the Yeezys dropped. Really? Yeah. Because, okay, so at the time, I was, like, interning in New York. And, like, everyone on the subway either had Yeezys or Roshis. But the Roshis only turned up when people realized they couldn't buy Yeezys at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, we We spoke about this on the pod last week, but... Uh, man, Kanye killed the fuck out of those Roshis, man. He did. Like he literally, like that, that, that could have been such an unbelievable shoe for Nike long term. And like he dropped the three fifty, and that was the end of it. Nobody ever bought Roshis again. I mean, so and they tried. They tried yeah. really hard to like update it and get people to to buy it again. But like it was hot for like six months, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the the other ones? The uh, the boots. Oh, the boot version of the uh, of the puddle thing. No, no it's the uh, what is this? The, oh my god! The ten twenty Vs. I think. Look, I construction kind of wise and des- yeah, construction wise, design wise, I I think it's really killer. Yeah. You know why I don't like these? Why? Because the Boris, the BBS Salomon zip-up boots okay. already exist and they are this no. shoe it, it, these have huge uh, solomon vibes i i will like i will say that okay it's so, like kanye just speed dialed boris and be like let me get that shoe <laughs> all right Brandon, so for think? me like one of my favorite pairs of sneakers maybe of all time and this is definitely because i only got into sneakers like a couple years ago probably um, but it's the Ambush 180s. And okay. these remind me a lot of those, somewhere between those and foam posits. 
with the detailing oh, yeah. on the sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I really like these, honestly. I would pick up a pair. I would, too. I wouldn't do this colorway. No. Okay, I, think I would no. I, I would want this in, like, a, a neutral colorway, but if I'm getting yeah. like a neutral colorway, I might as well just get to BBS Salomons. Like I might as well. It's a fair point. Uh, Mikey, have you seen the shoe yet? I haven't. I'm actually trying to search it up right now. If somebody wants to link me, that would be ideal. Don't worry. It's, oh. in, the, it's in the meat. Oh, no. He's on his, he's on his on, other on recording my, device. Yeah, I'm on my PC, remember? I'm a, right. I'm a PC yeah. man. Look, the, the co- I think the colorway, in, in if it were to change, may look a little better. But this is like, again, we talked about this before. It's all the OG colorways eventually mm-hmm. get their respect. And then everyone's like, oh, I, I, I wish I got them. I wish I copped. Um, I think it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, I know a lot of Instagram people would probably pick up the shoe and then, you know, have, have the nice fits for, for two weeks and then sell them on Grailed. Um, I do see it as that. No, I'll be honest, you know, I got to keep it real. Um, But I I do see like other colorways that aren't so loud and not so construction looking like, like construction. Oh yeah, people actually wearing for a long time. People would wear. That's funny. I actually, (laughs) I was just on High Snobiety, just like scrolling through. And um, I legitimately, I didn't even click on these because I thought they were just a BBS <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I was just like, oh, like cool, like whatever. It's Solomon. Like I, I, just, like I just didn't. Wow, that's a pretty blatant inspiration. Do you, with, do, you, do you guys fuck with Solomon? I love Solomon. I love Solomon so much. Solomon ah. is like my like second what? favorite sneaker brand. Second I want to say favorite? right, right now at this moment in time, yeah. So, so first one is a hookah, right? No, it's Nike all day, every day. Okay. okay. I mean, fuck Nike, okay. but like, come on, let's let's be totally <laughs> honest here. Let's be totally honest. Like, I I'm their number one customer. I just love them. It's hard not to. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Solomon doesn't try to be anything. It's not. I, I True, which that. is something I can respect, but I also like design wise, I just have not clicked with anything. That's fair enough. Yeah. The trail runners slap. Let me look them up. The trail runners? Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of the trail... They're, they're so, yeah, like, a lot of their actual, like, man. technical runners and, like, their hiking boots, they actually look really good, especially for people who are super into tech wear. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, legitimately good technical mm-hmm. shoes. So it's, like, doubly good for tech wear. So, like, if you're so trying I'm to wear like... some acronym... Exactly, okay. exactly. So if you're wearing your acronym, like, P1s or, like... Your J seventeen million GTX, like fourteen layer liner, then it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also works if you're legitimately just going out for a trail hike. Yeah. You can go to you can go all the way to Whole Foods in your five thousand dollar technical outfit, or you can go into the woods. Yeah, Whole Foods. I I've always loved the uh, the tech amphibians, even though people have their opinions on it. I just think if you were actually gonna go to trail or like you know go into the wild like i would i'd be wearing that shoe the the solomon tech amphibians you'd you'd be fine with them yeah fair enough and they make good snow gear very good snow gear oh hell yeah yeah i mean i'm not a tech wear head don't don't get me wrong i'm far from it but i I wish i could be a tech wear head but one everything acronym sells out 
so much action and stuff sells out immediately yeah. when it comes out. One, two, they don't make my size generally, and three, it's just super expensive. Um, yeah. Even at retail, and then people resell it on Grailed for even more. It's See, like, like r- regardless there, of everything you, like you just size said, medium? size small. Oh. So like make like one small, for like, like <laughs> all their stockists. Regardless of everything you just said, I just feel like an asshole when I when I like buy that stuff. Like I just like I know, I feel like I do not look cool. Like I'm just like posing. Like, yeah, I'm that's like, how I feel. I'm trying. I'm trying too hard to look cool. I'm like, come so on. So a lot man. of times when I wear something first, like that looks like it, I'll wear like Nike Lab or Nike like tech stuff, and then um, like Shadow Project. I'll wear sometimes. Shadow Project, that's a good one. Very good stuff. Did you did you guys ever see that collection of uh, of the Nike Lab stuff that was done in Italy, like the the knitwear and then? Yes. I was really uh, curious. I just couldn't buy it. I couldn't buy in but because the, they did like a, a collection of quote unquote essential items like crew necks, like very yeah. basic things mm. made very well. Yeah. Man, I don't go to Nike for like made very well. <laughs> and, and that's why also I was just like, really? I'm going to pay like Canadian $300 or, or like something for, for a t-shirt. And then the jackets are like, you know, seven fifty for like a windbreaker or something like that. Exactly. I mean, I, I remember that collection. I do that for Nike ACG. That's why I buy Nike ACG. It's made very well. I would say. Nike ACG but not at that is, price point. Made well. Not like, at I, that. I'm go- what do you mean not at that price point? Like seven hundred fifty for a jacket. Price oh point. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there is yeah, like a, there is the some point. there is some ACG shit that's like, kind of moon crazy. Yeah. It like, does. It does get up there. It I does agree. get up there. I mean, there's so much overlap with, like, so many of these brands that you kind of have to ask yourself where that line is when a brand is trying to move up market. Like, I remember being in Arcteryx, and they have, um, what is... The Valence line. Yeah. Like, bro, Arcteryx is already costly. And then I saw that Valence shit, and I lost it. (laughs) Oh, but that Valence stuff slaps. Yes. It's so good. Although, I will say the monitor coat is so overrated. Like, there's literally no way that you can that you can tell me that that's like worth it. Like, it's just not like there's, it's not. Arcteryx? It's no, the, like the, the monitor coat, like the valence monitor coat, like, come on, man, oh. give me a break. Like mm-hmm. it's way too expensive. Way, yeah. way, way too expensive. Their two best products, I... all their pants and their frame t-shirts. So good. They got my seal. I like their well. pants. Yeah. Their pants are pants slap. very hard. Yes. Even like the regular Arcteryx pants are super sick. Yeah. So, okay. Like we fuck with Arcteryx doing it. What's the deal with Nike? Like, why is it that you guys draw that Here's line there? The thing. Because Valence goes through the effort of like explaining why it is so much more expensive and their production of Valence when it started. Mm-hmm. Now it's different. Um, was so much more refined than Nike, say, doing it. Um, because they would say, like, yeah, we make... I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but they had, like, a, a, a workshop of, like, 24 people making all their valence stuff for all... for a very long time when they first started. And then they'll... You can see when you have the product in hand, like, the seam allowances are nothing, there's no nothing that's left to chance. Yeah. And yeah. it was when it came out it was 
so far advanced and ahead of everyone else that it could command a price premium. But when Nike did it, it was like, okay, we're going to make some knitwear that's very nice. A lot of people make very nice knitwear. Fair enough. Fair, yeah. It's almost like you're you're so commercialized that when you try to come up with something that, that seems specialty or like small batch, it comes off disingenuine or yeah yeah it's like it's like if i came out with a brand right or let's say what's a good example let's say like supreme just take supreme right and they came out and did they have denim right now you can buy supreme denim but they came out with like artisanal denim like small batch production great it might actually be that good but why would i go to supreme to get that when i can go to somewhere else Right. All like right. An actual like mill in uh, exactly. Why don't I get like um, Momotaro or Oni or like so many other brands that specialize in this, and they're probably more experienced. Um, when when you're in the same market, so in the point of Nike for like that price point with their made in Italy Nike Lab collection, why don't I go to something like Raining Champ or Sunspell or like real McCoys or something like, or Velvachine yeah. for all this stuff that is just basics, but made very well. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you completely. I just feel like at the same time, the four of us that are sitting here talking are probably not the target audience. Cause I think there's plenty of people who would just go buy the Supreme high artisanal shit just because it's Supreme. Cause you're not going to know to go to Sunspell. Like they just want the box logo and everything. Like laser that on. I agree with, like yeah. laser on, but for the sake of example, it was like similar product. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah. the branding being the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Speak- you, you, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just like, I was just gonna say on the topic of jeans really quickly. Um, if you guys follow Hidden NY, I'm not sure if anyone <laughs> in here does, but they're of actually course. doing selvage denim, uh, in J- in Japan. Um. Look, I love the brand. Uh, I, I don't mind the jeans. I think the branding is really great. The only thing I don't like about the jeans is there's a huge, thick, direct embroidery on the right leg by the bottom hem. Not a fan of that. But other than that, I fuck with them. That's all I want to say. Denim gang. Did anyone else see that or just... I know, that was just, that was just you. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Mikey, what were you going to say while I... Oh, I was going to say, speaking of Supreme, um, that Cause Box logo was so shit. Was it a print? Was it just a it print? It was a print, yeah. Oh, my God. It sucked. No. It sucked. Like, I literally, like, I, I know somebody that got it in hand today and was sending me pictures, and I'm like, for real? Like, this is what people were going crazy over? Like, yeah, I don't know. They could, probably one of the worst box logos I've seen them put yeah. out. Is this the one that just what? looks like it's, like, drawn? Yeah. 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 And for the them, one that is so underrated is the cutout one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so underrated. Yeah, that one is pretty good. Uh, you know what? The box logo's getting played out. It's finally getting there. Like, it, it was only a matter of time, but I mean... Mm-hmm, I agree. I, I think with, with the way... with um, Like, it really got there after they dropped crossbow goes last season 
When they dropped Yo, the crossbogo, really... I was like, you did it. I'm like, you did it to yourself. You just shot yourself. Like, I, I like those Paisley ones. I'm not going to lie. The Paisley ones are nice. The Paisley, the Paisley ones are, cool. yes. are dope. Yeah. Well, I like those ones. Damn. I, I like, think, I think they, did, they did the Tooks as well, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah the oh, Tooks were pretty dope. Jeez. Paisley. The cutout was good. Paisley was good. What you the guys think years. about that uh, Sparvosky one? Fire. I think it's so sick. It was sick, dude. I really tried to get one of those. Really? Uh, yeah. Manual? I, took a I bought fat the lighter. L. I bought the lighter. <laughs> I'm probably going to be fucking holding it for two yeah. years, so. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, God. I think what this Rossi one is so what good. What a shitty purchase. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. One of the that worst purchases okay. I've ever made. Supreme sponsor us. <laughs> please, please. Shout out James Jebbia. Yeah, James Jebbia. Come on. Or, whenever someone asks me if I can wear one brand for the rest of my life, I have two brands I go to, default to. Mm-hmm. One is Tom Ford and one is Supreme. There's two reasons. There's one reason for that. That's the reason. They both sell underwear. Oh. Hmm. That's smart. That is practical. Damn. Yeah, that's, mm. that's why, that's why <laughs> my two brands are Fruit of the Loom and Hanes. That's what I'm saying. Part of the same you know? uh, company, too. They're honestly... I mean, like, what's the difference between Haynes and Part Fruit of the, of the Loom and Tom, and Tom Ford? Yeah. No, it's the same, <laughs> what's the, same the difference thing? between Supreme underwear and Haynes underwear? Literally. Literally. Uh, literally it's no, the box logo. <laughs> yeah, no. The box logo. But if I, if I was in Supreme for the rest of my life, I could have a motorbike. You know, you know those days where you just, like, God. leave the house without a belt? You just, like, don't wear a belt for some reason? And, like, yes. you know, your pants might fall, like, a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, whatever, you know, people see a little bit of my underwear, maybe, like, whatever. Let me tell you, if I own Supreme Boxers, I'm wearing a belt every fucking day. For the rest <laughs> of eternity. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want anyone to see that I'm one of those people wearing the Supreme Boxers, period. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, like, it just, you know, it just, it just gives off an air about you. <laughs> like you can't, you you can't. Once once somebody sees you in Supreme boxers, they see you in Supreme boxers all the time. It doesn't matter. I think <laughs> what it is is the people that you see wearing Supreme boxers. Like they make it, they make somewhat of an effort to show off that they're wearing Supreme boxers. And it's Justin like, Bieber. Bruh, right? Ooh, Calvin's. And it's Calvin's. But if it's just something you wear. Like, you just have them, and you don't make it a point to show it off. Whatever, man. Yeah, it's it's, that's how I feel about, like, the um, like the off-white industrial belt. I know we were talking about this exactly. like a few weeks ago. Like, you know what I mean? If you have yeah. it, then just wear it. Like, it's a good belt. Like, I like it. But, that, yeah, that, like, if you're... That's willing, a good... I was no, just going to say, Deuce, that that's a really good um, good good question to even to pose to other people um, in, in this. Brandon, if you had two... Brands that you could kind of fuck with for the rest of your life. What would they be? Uh, what would the brand be? Ooh. Um. Another one's Versace. They also make underwear. <laughs> and house goods. You could have a decked out house. I Smart would kid. probably go with Ami and Levi's. Mm. Levi's just because that shit lasts forever. Uh, Ami just because... Dude, they're so when it comes to uh, sweatshirts and shit, 
favorite brands are Acne Studios and Ami. And I could just live in, like, an Ami sweatsuit for a while. I'd be good. What about you? I'll pass it over to, to Mikey. Other than for the, under, other than the Haynes group holding you down, yeah. who are the other two? <laughs> um, my two are probably Carhartt Work in Progress. Mm. Because that shit lasts forever. And they, and they make, like, everything. Um, and you have one correct answer. Uniqlo. That's the incorrect answer. That's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. Nike. That's the correct answer. So you you not pick Nike. Nike. You forego Nike. Can I just like buy the Carhartt collab? No. No, I'm not allowed. Okay, so obviously fucking Nike then. <laughs> there you go. Uniqlo and Nike? Is that what you, what you'd end up with? Uh, no, I would go Carhartt and Nike for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Carhartt work in progress. Yeah, not, not, not Mark's work where it hell's Carhartt. Whip. In that case. Whip. In, yeah, whip. <laughs> in, in, that, in that case, I'm going for Uniqlo. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to wear those bulky-ass jeans and overalls and shit. <laughs> Why but, not? Yeah. What? Have you seen the fit on that shit? Detroit. Yeah, I know. It's 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 terrible. Awful. It's awful. It's, it's literally made us. it's made it's made for people who actually do labor. Like I want to make it look like I do labor when I just sit on my fucking computer. Like, do you operate a forklift? It's like no, but I've seen a YouTube video of somebody operating. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Uh, All right, Ed. <laughs> two brands. Two rest brands. of your life. Okay. Uh, oh wait. Okay. So, rest of my life. Uniqlo for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. This might this might come as a surprise, but because their catalog is so diverse, this is why I choose them. Polo Ralph Lauren. All right, I can respect that. I respect that a That's lot. A That's very because good. Because what's up? Are you talking about like the like the outlet I, polo, I, or are you are you talking about like the purple label polo? Can I talk like, about the whole 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 Lorraine group? All of Ralph. All sure. of Ralph. I feel like you Lorraine get group. all of Ralph. You pick Ralph. I feel like that. I yeah. feel like that's a fucking I get double unfair. RL. No, I feel like that's know, an unfair. Nice that's stuff. like an unfair. That's cheat. unfair, man. That's an unfair I, cheat code pick. Like, because the Ralph yeah. that they're selling yeah. at okay, what would at I the go outlet for? is not the same I, shit that you can their, get. You know what I mean? Like off their usual, just their main, not the outlet, but you know, just the inline stuff that you can get from stores or that they wholesale to other department stores. It's, it's purple Man, label. Getting, it's purple label. It's purple like label, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. purple is the highest. Why are you not no, picking purple d- label? Double man? RL. Actually, I would pick double RL over um, uh, purple label. That Americana you, look. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Purple pick... label does Americana. Yeah, but double RL is better. You wouldn't pick U.S. Polo Oof. Association instead. <laughs> That's odd. That's weird. <laughs> Wait. Okay, Brandon. I gotta ask you. Yeah. You. You had a brand that you said. Um, what was it? Ami. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you speaking about Amelion Door or AMI? No, AMI. AMI. Okay. Yes. Because I've I've heard some. Um, even when I went down to New York, some people pronounce M A as Ami. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to clarify that. I just wanted to clarify that. I think it's like Alexandra Matiusi. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember things. Yeah, you do. Cause like now if, we have to do we gotta do another another for the rest of your life for Brandon. I remember doing this a long time ago. Brandon, you get rest of your life. Okay. You got five watches. <laughs> oh, right. unlimited budget. Unlimited budget. Oh shit. That makes it hard. It makes it so hard. <laughs> yes. You know what? Like, come back to me when y'all go first. No, no, you gotta go right now. No, we're gonna okay. put you on the spot. Cool. Um. Or I can go do mine again, and Ed can do his again, and you would come back to you. Sounds yeah. good. And then Mikey can do his. Yeah, Mikey, you want to go? You would look, look look for some, do some research. Just pull out I mean, the, the the Richard mail. We'll do my sure. we'll do Mikey the Sylvester last. Stallone. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, go. Okay, I, I if I remember correctly, uh, I'm gonna say there was a Steve McQueen uh, Rolex Explorer Two, which was referenced okay. 1655. Yeah. Uh, GMT Master uh, Coke, was it the Coke bezel or was it just the black? Um, vintage reference from the nineties. That's two. Um, I would actually do a thirty-six millimeter uh, Explorer as well. That's um, a lot of Rolex. I know, and I, I see this is not what I said before. Um, AP Royal Oak Ultra Thin Rose Gold. A- am okay. I right on that? Those specs, uh, Darius. Fifteen two hundred two. Yeah. See, <laughs> my guy. Uh, and oh shit, shit. I'm just trying to trying to find one more. You know what? Aquanaut. Done. Okay. Ooh, plain Aquanaut. Okay. I didn't do mine. Um, first one is gonna be AP Perpetual Calendar Open Work Black Ceramic. Second one's RM fifty six Sapphire Turbion. Third one is GMT Master Two, um, BLRO White Gold Meteorite. Ooh. Fourth one, <laughs> we're going. Um, we're doing a Patek Philippe Nautilus. In Tiffany sign. No, um, actually no. <laughs> we're doing a. Should I do it? Yeah. Yellow. I'm gonna do the Nautilus, fifty-seven forty. I believe it is the yellow annual gold. calendar, in yellow gold. And then we're gonna oh. do a Vacheron Patrimony minute repeater. God. <laughs> There's a very good reason for all of these two. I have essentially every complication. I have big three. I have Rolex. Yeah. I have every single metal. Wow. That's. That's a heavy hitter here. That's a heavy hitter. That's good for every everything. You got a sport watch, got yeah. a big baddie, got the minute repeater, calendar, you got a tourbillon. Got turb. Damn. Got that chrono with the Nautilus. Alright, Brandon. Calendar. Brandon, let's go. Alright. So I'm thinking number one, um yellow gold. Tank Louis with a gold bracelet. Because that is okay. a wow. thing that exists, and I love it. Um, then two-tone diamond date just champagne dial. Two-tone diamond. Jubilee bracelet? Yeah, Jubilee bracelet. All day, every day. 41 millimeter? Nope, 36. Classic. 36? Yep. Fluted bezel? Yep. 
Then Champagne Diamond. The Grand Seiko SBGK005. So this was... Um, they need to fix their fucking names. But this was... <laughs> <laughs> they like Really rolls off the tongue there. SBGK005. <laughs> um, they released this like elegance line of cases that was a new manual wine movement built from the ground up. Power reserve at the 3 o'clock. Um, okay. Sub-seconds at the 9 o'clock. The watch is so thin. It's got this kind of cushion shape because it's like 39, 40 millimeters, but it's only like 44 millimeters lug to lug. It okay. is beautiful. It has a blue Mount Owate dial. And, oh, that is like the watch of my dreams. I'm so mad that it got away. There were 1,500 pieces. I got offered it for like 4850 I think retail was like 7400 and it was just sitting at my AD for months and I just didn't have the cash at the time. I will always regret that because now it's going for like 8 Gs. Wow. Yeah. Um, looking at the watch. It's that's pretty two. thin. Not as thin as uh, Mikey's favorite. Uh, oh, wait, that's three. That's three right there. That's three. And two more. Um. Okay. Solid gold Cartier Santos uh, in medium. Two solid golds. Yeah. Four. And the last one, I wanted a stainless steel integrated uh, bracelet watch because 2021. But I'm going to go with the Moser Streamliner with the green dial. Because those hands are fire. Like the solid loom that is inset into the hands. I think that shit is so cool. And I love the green Fume dial. Nice pick. Moser Fume in real life is... It's mind-blowing, right? amazing oh God. brandon you've seen it yeah so my ad who has um who does grand seiko actually has moser grubel forzi um nice. all sorts of like high-end shit that i don't think i ever would have seen in my life if not for like being able to walk in there Dang. Okay. never gonna offer you a watch again <laughs> probably not you slept <laughs> here's an skx <laughs> All right, Mikey. All right. <clears throat> so first and foremost, you already know what watch I want, what watch I need in my life. It's a fucking Octo Phoenician. Octo. Yeah. Period. Which uh, one? The, the, which one? Which the, one? The stainless steel band with the silver face. Okay. Um, just very simple, very clean. You can wear it every day. Unlimited budget, bro. You can get the ceramic if you want to. You can no. get the carbon mineral repeater if you wanted to. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, like, yes, they made that. Fine. I mean, <laughs> that's the that's the one with like, um, how much does that one go for? That one's like what, twenty five grand or something. It don't matter. <laughs> okay, Unlimited. that one's yeah. Okay, I'd go with that one then with the with the chrono and all that. All right. Chrono. Um, I would go for the. Uh, H. Moser, the Vanta Black. Nice. Yeah. Um, All right. The AP Royal Oak Perpetual Calendar, open worked. That's my heavy hitter. What, in black ceramic? In the black ceramic, yes, sir. Fire. Um, a Vacheron uh, Overseas. The Louvre? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not oh, uh, Overseas. like an Overseas, okay. Yeah, overseas with the blue face. Time um, only. 
Do they make that with a with a like a day date? They make it with a they date wheel a, at like what five o'clock? Date wheel. Four, four uh, o'clock somewhere. Three, three. o'clock. No, I would I would get time only. No, I don't, actually, yeah, I don't like I don't, I don't like the way it looks. I I tried the date. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I would I would maybe get the I'd probably get the date one maybe but I'd more than likely want time only. I don't know, I just feel like it looks better on that watch. Um, All right. Just with the way like the bezel uh kind of protrudes. That's four. Um and an Apple Watch, 100%. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I respect that one. So I got the fake Apple Watch, I got the real Apple Watch, I got an AP of Vacheron and an Octophenesimo. The bulk. Wow. See, yeah. not too hard, right? I think it's a, I think not it's a solid ro- it's a solid rotation. You know what I mean? I'm, I will I'm, never in my life have my rotation. Me neither. That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> like this is such a fucking pipe dream. <laughs> I feel I like live. mine are like relatively affordable, except for the AP. Except for the AP. The AP is like how much? Does it even matter? I guess it's just because I'm one of those much. guys that like doesn't want to spend a lot on watches like ever. Like I, just I like, think I think retail on the AP black ceramic open work perpetual kind it was like two fifty. It's pretty good. US. I think I think um my my wild card bench player um is a Hulk. Ooh. I would love a Hulk. I think I'd go I, with the Starbucks. I'm gonna Stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna like travel to Alberta and like sneak into Raj's place and just Swipe and run. Snatch it up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, so, Brandon, just, just so you know, Alberta is like a state or province here in Canada, mm-hmm. and they have really low taxes. So I thought, Mikey, you were going to say that you were going to go to Alberta, get that 5% tax, and then bring it over. And try to get it. That would, that would be a good idea, but I mean, I know somebody with a Hulk, and... Um, easier that way? I mean... I don't know if I don't know if robbery is easier than purchasing a watch, <laughs> but no. Shout out, shout out, Raj, good friend of the pod. Shout out, Raj. Got to have him on again soon for sure. Hell yeah, Brandon. Let me ask you this: uh, <laughs> How did you get into to watches? Oh, my dad had a whole bunch of watches, and it wasn't until I got older that I found out. He didn't really care about watches. It was just like my mom wanted to get him gifts and just never knew what to get him. And these weren't like fancy watches. They were kind of like mall watches, a lot of Longines, uh, but like the old court stuff. Um, And I think just being around the watches all the time, especially like little gold watches, because I feel like that's really what does it for me. Um seeing those all the time it just kind of like it felt like something aspirational and i feel like for me that's what watches have always been like it's very much um something you get to mark a moment it picks up a lot of stories with you along the way and yeah it was that want to always get the watches i knew my dad probably wasn't gonna pass down to me So, yeah, I kind of, I ended up getting a Junghans Max Bill um, as a college graduation gift. It was just, like, a quartz one, but I love that thing to death. Like, the, I think it's plastic. It doesn't have a sapphire glass on it, but it's got, like, all these scratches in it. It was my wedding watch. Um, It's been through a lot with me, but I think when I got that 
I realized that I was a lot more interested in watches than I thought I was and started researching more and more. Um, yeah, and now I have a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's that problem looking like now? Uh, so right now, the problem's looking like six watches, three kind of heavy hitters. The other three are like a G-Shock that Jung hands. And then I picked up a Shinola because the plug got nice. it for me for 200 bucks when it was a G. So Nice. Um, but right now, it's two Tudors and an Omega. This Omega means a lot to me. Um, this was actually... Wait, I mean, do we have time? Like, can I go into this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah please do. Cool. Yeah, a lot of time. Okay, so... Unlimited. This... Ha. <laughs> the time pun strikes again. <laughs> I can't take it. It keeps happening. <laughs> um, so... I have been saving up for my... I've been saving up for my first real watch for years. I think, like, as soon as I got out of college, I just started saving. And I was like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I know I want a nice-ass watch. And when I started, like, researching and shit, I realized that, like, the one watch that I've kind of seen in, like, media and ads that, like, kept coming back to me was the Tank Louis. I don't have Tank Louis money. Like, that's not... Not yet. <laughs> not yet, No. But, um, so that Shinola was kind of an effort to get that look. It's like a little gold ladies watch. I love it. Um, but it was kind of an attempt to get that look on a budget. So I had that at the time and I knew that when I got my first real watch, it had to be like a great everyday watch, a quote unquote beater if it needed to be and i hate that term because you should not be beating around shit that costs this much money um <laughs> i i could argue that so it depends on the watch it depends on the watch like the black bay 58 by all means that's fine but so basically i had seen that grand seiko the SBGK 005 really wanted it um and was saving up the money it wasn't even close but I was spending Christmas with my grandparents and um, my grandma like takes us to the mall and we're just like walking around and I go look at like all the watch shops. Um, and I started looking at the Omega Aquaterra, which if you've seen it in press shots that they do not do it justice. The finishing on it is great. Um, it's just a beautiful wash. It's a little chunky, but I kind of like it. But so I'm looking at shit, and she just looks at me, and she's like, do you like it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I like it. She was like, do you want it? And I kind of just froze, because I was like, Grandma? Oh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, but so she was basically like, look, if you really want it, then, like, I would like to get it for you. Like, I was planning on, like... This is technically part of your inheritance. I wanted to help you get a car, but like you live in Chicago, you don't drive. And I was like, all right, cool. So she kind of gifted this to me and it means a lot. Um, she's like been a big part of my life and shit. And it's one of those things where I never thought I'd have like something familial to pass down. So mm -hmm. having this from my grandma kind of makes it that much more special. So, oh, wow. Yeah. What a story. Very dope. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can pass it on. Uh, hopefully. 
if I have kids in this economy, though, like, what? <laughs> it's, it's rough, yeah. but we'll see what happens. How about the other, uh, how about the other stories, like the 58? Ooh, okay, so the 58 and the BB36 are kind of interconnected. Which color, 58? This is the OG, black. Black. Camera. On leather. So I bought this on the bracelet. I switched. All right. So these stories are kind of going to get into some of the heavier stuff that we had planned for later. So. No, we could roll into it. Cool. Let's get into it. Um, it. Okay. So here's the story of the watches. Um, I got the Omega from my grandma. And I'm pretty sure the whole reason she did that was so that I didn't spend all the money I saved up. And this money was burning a hole in my pocket because it just doesn't feel the same. Like, you know, you work for something and you want it because, like, saved up for that. Like, this was, like, my first big boy purchase. Yeah. Um, and was completely planning on doing a Black Bay 36 or... A Grand Seiko SBGW two three one, which is it's like a base model manual wind uh, three hander, nothing else on the dial. It's beautiful. Okay. Um, but I ended up getting pretty sick in March, and man, all these stories are gonna get so intertwined. So you're gonna need to like pull me back out. Yeah. Um, but so I got sick in March and I kind of thought it was like a cold. There had been murmurings of COVID nonsense going around. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't have COVID. And two or three days later, I was just laying on the couch, like completely out of breath, migraine headaches. And I was like, yeah, I definitely fucking have COVID. Oh, um, Damn. So I... For a while there, I, like, didn't want to go to the hospital because I was like, you know what? Like, even if I don't have it, I'm probably going to catch some shit on the way when I'm there or coming back, and that's going to make this worse, so I'm just going to stay home. Um, But shit got really bad, so we finally gave in, called the hospital, and they were like, look, you're going to have to stay home unless you need a respirator because, like, this is when all the hospitals all across the country were just pretty much full full up. Like, there were people in the hallways and shit. It was bad. Um, so basically waited it out and I guess in the grand scheme of things, the grand scheme being like, there were people who were like straight up dying. It wasn't that severe at the time. Um, but so it really took it out of me. And as soon as I felt like I was getting better, um, I decided to start like exercising again, running had very recently become a thing in my life that I like really loved and I missed it. Like, there was a sense of... I always used to wonder why runners run, because that shit was wild to me. Um, <laughs> like, it seems so dumb. Like, oh, I'm just going to go outside and just keep running, be out of breath, like, sweaty as fuck, hating my life. <laughs> and it, like, started off that way for me, and it... Oh, dude, that shit is awesome. <laughs> but I, like, got right back into it as soon as I felt like I could. Um, and after, like a couple of weeks of kind of getting my health back to almost back to where it like was, I just got knocked on my ass again. Um, so this time, like this wave of sickness, like brought 
a whole bunch of new symptoms. Um, I was having like diarrhea three to five times a day, like headaches, extreme fatigue, um, like brain fog. So even right now, I'm, I don't know how it come across on podcast, but I'm usually a lot more loud and energetic. Um, yeah. You're doing I, pretty well. You're doing thanks. great. I've like really saved great. up all my fucking energy all day <laughs> for this. Thank um, you. I'm sitting here it. with the heating pad on my ribs because as of last week, I have chest pains now. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. Like this disease kind of keeps coming back like wave after wave with new symptoms that don't seem to be going away at all. They just kind of like adapt and change. And I've been seeing mad doctors like doing all the stuff I'm supposed to be doing. They have no idea what the fuck it is. Cause like it's a completely new disease to them too. Right. Um, so in the midst of dealing with all of this, it's summer in Chicago. And if any of you have been to Chicago in the summer, it's fucking beautiful. And, like, I'm sure living in Canada, you get this, but, like, in places where it's cold most of the year, as soon as it turns spring, like, it could be, like, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, but, like, everyone's going to be out there in bikinis, like, sunning themselves, drinking yeah, beers sure. outside. Feel no that. A fun. Feel yeah, that. right? Sure. Yeah. Nah, we know it's, that. it's patio season right away. Exactly. 100%. So that's exactly what Chicago is like. And I'm inside on the couch, like, feeling like I'm fucking dying uh, and just really missing this Chicago summer, knowing that I can't get back out there, that, like, life isn't the fucking same anyway. Um, but... I was feeling like very hopeful for hopeful for summer, kind of antsy to be back out there. I was like, oh, damn, I'm really sad. You know what I need? A summer watch. Because like, <laughs> oof. Window yeah. shopping is really bad when you're a watch person because <laughs> it leads to very, very big decisions. Impulsive, impulsive yeah. decisions. And so the thing is, when I looked into summer watches i figured i have a tiny wrist i'm not going to be able to fit anything at all um and i because of that i wasn't really into the black bay 58 but kept going back to the hodinky videos kept like washing things over and over again like listening to the podcast about the watch and it just kind of got in my head um so i put in some calls to a couple of ad's and one of them just like real sneakily goes, hey, uh, you'll hear back from me sooner than you think. <laughs> I was like, okay. What, what, was, what was your wait list uh, like when you inquired? So they told me um, it would be two to six months. Okay. And two weeks later, I got the call. So like, I, dude, I was jumping up and down till I realized like that hurt my legs and then I was sitting back down just trying to figure out like <laughs> how I'm gonna get to the AD when I'm feeling like absolute shit so I like call up all my friends they're like bro we're at work like we cannot do this right now <laughs> um so I oh I'm not at this job anymore so I guess I can say this I was just like block the calendar out hopped in an Uber <laughs> went all the way up to this AD up in the suburbs um, and I was hoping to compare it to the Black Bay 36 and, like, make my choice. Um, I walked in as they were, like, closing, and I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Like, give me the watch. 
Um, wow. Took it home, and I found that the crown was bent. Oh. Yeah. Wow. What? How? How bent? Like, real bent. Like, you could see it from the side. The entire crown was just crooked, like, in the shaft. Oh. Um, so I keep trying to call them. I'm sending them pictures, and they're like, yeah, we don't see the problem. So I was pissed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to come in at some point. But they have another branch, like, downtown. Um, and they called me being like, hey, so you know how you put your name down on the list? We have a Black Bay 58 in for you. And I was like, oh, no, you know what? No, thanks. Like, I just got one. Put the phone down. And I was like, oh, fuck it. No, that one's mine. <laughs> and I ran to the fucking store, um, showed them mine. And they were like, oh, no, you're right. Like, we're so sorry. Like, we trust that you didn't drop this or anything. It's like, no, what the fuck you mean? Yeah. Um, but they just swapped it out right away for the Black Bay 58 that they had in stock, which was... Wow. That's really good of them. Yeah. yeah. Very dope. Um, so that was that. And I lived with it on my wrist pretty much the whole of summer because it's probably the perfect summer watch, in my opinion. Like, it is like a once-in-a-lifetime ideal everyday watch for our generation of watch enthusiasts. Um, but... In the kind of affordable realm, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the below four or 5000 US dollars. Like, there's really nothing that can beat this. Um, But so I loved it for the months that I really kind of, like, got my use out of it. But then I just, I don't want to say that I was getting sicker, but, like, my symptoms were changing and shit was getting worse. And I basically just started feeling super uncomfortable wearing it, like... The fatigue is so bad that wearing certain watches just hurts my hand. Oh, jeez. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, um... You know when you see ragdolls just, like, falling on the floor? Like, I would just fucking ragdoll down, because I get sudden cramps in different parts of my body and all sorts of shit, and, like, my hands are falling asleep just from, like, holding up my phone and texting, and it feels like there's lava running through them. It's all sorts of weird stuff, but I just, like didn't feel comfortable with this watch on my wrist anymore uh and that kind of broke my heart because like this was a big deal for me like the first time that i really spent like a big amount of money on a watch uh and at the time i just started feeling like i may have made a mistake maybe i should have gone for the black bay 36 um but started looking into the steel and gold one a lot more and that shit started haunting my dreams Honestly, it's just a <laughs> beautiful watch, and I kind of, basically, my health is falling apart alongside my entire kind of, like, watch enthusiasm journey. Um, I Are any of you guys familiar with the Watch Collecting Strategy YouTube channel? No, not at all. Can't say I am. Okay, so. I'm not. He's a really nice dude this guy named ab but he takes like some dope macro footage of like really sick watches um and he has a slack group of just like a whole bunch of watch enthusiasts and i ended up joining it just as i got sick so like a lot of my days when i've been kind of on the couch like unable to do shit just talking watches has been the only thing that's been able to like get my mind off things um so, yeah, all this was going on, and I kind of realized that 
my life was not necessarily going to be the way I thought it was going to be. It was kind of like a very difficult coming to terms with, oh shit, like, I now have a chronic illness. And that's really difficult, especially when you're like 26 years old and, you know, you're working like last year, shit was last year at this time, like, I think about what my life was and it was so different. Like my priorities and the things that I cared about, it was like, all right, like I'm saving money for my next watch. Like I'm looking at the new apartment that like my wife and I want to move to like that type of stuff, like very forward thinking and excited. And now all of a sudden it was like having to come to terms with the fact that a lot of the things that I wanted to do, a lot of like my hopes and dreams in this current state, like health wise, I'm not going to be able to do them. And having to come to terms with if I want to do anything productive right now, I kind of need to accept that and start like working within those confines, whether it's like how much energy I have in the day or like whatever the fuck it is, my body's going to let me do like I can't keep wallowing like I have to do something with it. Um, And a big part of that was this decision to leave my job because shit over here is real bad with like healthcare and whatnot so if you don't have insurance through your work like you're probably not gonna get seen good help yeah um so i kind of stayed at work for as long as i could and it really fucking ran my body into the ground so i ended up quitting um maybe a month month and a half ago and just before I quit, I kind of sat down and I had like a very serious talk with my wife and I was like, hey, I know this sounds fucking ridiculous, but I feel like I need to buy this watch. Like, it's just a thing I need to do because like when I leave this job, I know I'm going to want to kind of start over and like try some completely different shit out. Yeah. And that means I'm probably not going to get a watch for a while. So like... <laughs> I would like for this watch to be with me while I kind of figure all that shit out. And she was like, I mean, it's your money. And like, that makes sense to me. So if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. So thankfully with her support, I went and made a very bad financial decision before quitting my job, but I'm extremely happy for it. (laughs) Something to mark the moment, like you said earlier, right? Yeah, pretty much kind of a new start and just, yeah. So you you touched on running. Um, are are you stable still able to do that? Like you know, have you gone out for a run? I have not, like dude. I have gone out for a run in a while. So for context, my body's health has kind of continued to like deteriorate. Uh, my hands are all sorts of fucked up. I am a musician. Uh, I play guitar. I sing. I play video games. I haven't been able to do any of that stuff for months now just because, like, my hands start cramping and then this hand just starts, like, swelling up to, like, twice its normal size. No fucking reason. Don't know why. Um, But there's just pretty much, like, every single part of my body has something going on right now. Um, So I haven't been able to get back into any strenuous activity yet. Wow. Yeah. Damn. here's, Here's hoping. Yeah, right? Here's really hoping. Have you found that, you know, being into the the subculture of watches or, like, of sneakers, of, of, of clothing kind of helps make the days go by a little quicker? 
I want to say yes and no. Um, it helps the days go by quicker in terms of it gives you something to actually keep you happy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for a lot of us, if you're staying at home most of the time, a lot of what keeps people going now is kind of like waiting for a package to get delivered or like the latest drop from like the brand you fuck with. And it has so much to do with consumerism that like, when you know that you're worried about all these medical bills that like you don't even know how much they're going to be it it's hard to kind of fully be in it do you know what i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of like watch and fashion shit that has to do with like aesthetic and aspiration and all that shit costs money and you can't really care too much about that stuff when you know that you need to be focusing on important shit health and life Life. and whatnot yeah like being responsible exactly so it's it's been helpful to an extent but on the flip side of it what i found is um like so being this ill has like forced me to have to do a lot of shit that i think i was uncomfortable with in the past like i started um seeing a psychiatrist and start taking antidepressants. Yo, take antidepressants. If your brown parents tell you that shit's not okay, like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They grew up in a different time. They didn't have the internet. Like, they don't know shit. I'm sorry. Like, antidepressants can be helpful. Like, for sure. find mental health help, please. Um, what are you, if you don't mind me asking, what are you taking and how, how does it help you? Uh, so it is sertraline which I think is like the off-brand Zola. Um, it's, but the way that it has helped me is, I'm going to be honest, like since I've been on it, I've had the feeling of like, oh shit, I've been like dealing with some shit my whole life and just didn't know it. <laughs> but um, since I got sick, like shit really got worse because like, I'm going to be real with you guys and I feel like I've been plenty real so far but there have been plenty of days that like i've just been laying on the couch feeling like holy shit like i think i might die and that feeling has been really difficult to wrap my head around um so i don't know fuck hold up i feel like i got off track where was i i don't know yeah, you were talking about how the medication has helped you. You've kind oh, of dealt yeah, with a yeah, lot yeah. of th- things. So, yeah, like, pain so bad, felt like I would fucking die. Like, you can only go through that shit for so long before your brain just kind of, like, that's traumatic. Like, when you're going through pain constantly and, like, struggling to breathe and, like, all sorts of shit. Um, so I just started getting, like, super fucking depressed and really anxious about, like, being outside because, like, my immune system is probably compromised the way that my body's feeling. So like, I don't know if I can handle like another bout of being sick with something. Um, so just a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of like spiraling around negative thoughts and like struggling with some tough shit. Um, but I think the pills have really helped, I guess, the way that I would put it is return some sort of like blue sky to my mind where I'm kind of capable of being like, you know what? Like tomorrow might be better. 
because before it really didn't feel like that. Like it's been a year now. Uh, in March it'll be a year since I got sick. But sorry, Mike just bobbed me on the chin. Um, it's all good. But like, it just takes a huge toll on your mental health. And um, yeah, I think seeing professionals and admitting that like this shit was hard was super important. And I think hearing, hey, yeah, what you're going through sounds fucking nuts and I can't imagine what that's like. That is hard. Like, it's all right that you feel this way. That was just super helpful. Hmm. Yeah. So I I know you used to, I mean, um, you used to have a blog or I'm not sure if you still do the the Minute Marker, right? Yes. Which is still your, your, your Instagram handle. Have you... Have you continued that, or has that been shelved for for a different project? Okay, so the Minute Marker kind of started off as uh, a way for me to just distract myself from real-life stuff and just focus more on, like, the watch and fashion shit to get my head off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's been happening is I planned on putting an article out once a week, and um, with the fatigue, it... It's taken me months to write some of these. So it just hasn't really been happening. What kind of happens now is I just post a daily shot to Instagram. Like when I feel like I have the time, I'll be putting some reviews together of like the current collection and stuff that should be coming out sometime soon, but don't quote me on that. (laughs) Um, But what happened was the more time that I had on my hands and the more time that I put into watches and fashion the more i felt like it just didn't matter to me as much anymore um i'm gonna go down like a big old rabbit hole of stuff if that's cool sure. with y'all you're coming on the sure. adventure are we all yeah. microdosed yeah. are we ready of course. cool For sure. microdose I wish I, <laughs> I wish I was so um but where was i Minute marker. Yes. Okay. Going down the rabbit hole. Um, Writing. Crafting your words. Words. English. Hard. I'm foreign. That's not an excuse. English is my first language. Like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, So, basically, um, I think around seven months ago, it hit me that trying to focus on watches and fashion and stuff was just not helping me. Cause I was, there's this vibe that people tend to get about, um, when people bring up watches that it's like real hoity toity and like everyone's kind of a rich dick. And like, I initially, when I was getting into watches, I was like, you know what? Like, it's not like that. Like there's regular people who are into watches And there are, for sure. But you find that, like, the deeper that you get into it, like, some people kind of really are assholes. (laughs) And it was just this, um, like, going through what I was going through and seeing all of these people with kind of enough money to, like, break all the rules of, yeah, we can fucking travel anywhere. Like, we can go skiing. It doesn't matter if we do it. Like, we have the money to... Like, that shit just didn't really sit well with me. Um, So I started 
being a lot more passive with my interactions on the minute marker and just kind of focusing more on the shit that I knew was really important to me. So it's been a lot of reading about sustainability and politics and all that shit. Um, and it kind of made me realize that um, in thinking about intersectionality, like my own activism and shit in the past, like I've focused on race, I've focused on feminism, like all sorts of stuff, but like disability had never been something that was on my radar and the way in which like the world affects disabled and chronically ill people. Um, and just... I don't know, I kind of like poured myself into trying to bring a voice to an underrepresented group and right now like a very misunderstood disease because like people are getting back to their everyday lives kind of acting like everything's fine and meanwhile there's just a shit ton of people who thought they were fine who now have had to leave their jobs and they're having strokes and they're having heart attacks like months after the initial infection uh and it just feels like everyone's so focused on like work and shit that no one really sees how bad it is out there um so yeah i kind of shifted my focus a little bit towards writing about that the new project is called an armchair activist uh sorry plugging myself hope that was cool no yeah all good (laughs) um Basically, it's a pun about how I can't really fucking go anywhere now. So I am an armchair activist trying to make a fucking difference in the world. Um, But I'm hoping to just write about, like, the shit that matters to me, like the stuff I'm going through right now medically, uh, the problems with the medical system in America, politics, leftism, uh, environmentalism, all the good good. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So that's kind of where you've shifted your focus yes. as of right now. But the minute marker, is, is that still happening? Will you still be posting on that platform? Yes, I will. What is the future of that of that one? So I'm going to continue to be posting on the minute marker. Like, this is still something fashion and watches are something I've always cared about. I probably will always care about it. Um, but the problem I'm going through right now is writing itself is just difficult. I, like, just put out... Uh, a blog post talking about what it's like being a COVID-19 long hauler. And that shit took me five months to write. So it is just taking way too long for me to put out content in the frequency that I need to. So I'm trying to transition over to video, uh, more likely just like streaming. Yeah. And I don't have the energy to set up like multiple channels and multiple accounts. So if anyone who cares about the shit that I care about wants to like come hang, they can come hang. We can talk politics. We can talk John Mayer. We can talk watches (laughs) like all the good, good. So that is my hope. And like both the Instagrams are going to keep running. My personal is the one that's linked to an armchair activist. It's Brandon dot Paul. Um, but I'm going to keep posting photos. I'm just hoping to switch things a little more over to video and honestly just, like, interact with some people. Like, over the past year, I'm staying inside all the time. I've just felt so kind of siloed off from the rest of humanity, and it would be nice to just, like, talk to some peeps about stuff that isn't too serious sometimes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, with with, with the Minute Marker 
I remember when you originally reached out, you said, fashion watches, I've tried this shit, no one would budge, right? Yes. Why, number one, why, why, why do you think it is like that? And before I let you finish, uh, I think Darius and even Mikey and I can also understand that drafting a blog post is a lot of work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we have tried, and I think, again, for, for Springs and Thread, it just for me, it always made sense for some sort of video or some, some sort of audio platform. Yeah. Because it was always more organic. Whenever you do blog posts... It has to be so curated. You got to do your research. You got to draft yeah. it. You know, got to make sure the flow is right. Darius, uh, what what was your experience like just, just drafting the blog post for Springs and Thread? <laughs> you could be very honest. I was drawing. So I wrote, you know, what sapphire, like crystal means. Mm-hmm. Like how, how it's evolved in its usage in, in watches. And I was going to write like, and a, a compendium of how of what like complications were and like how they worked and everything but it's like there's so many minutiae in this that there's no way you can do all of that yeah in a good yeah. and like consistent way so i'm like how did i do this? so like now there's just a post that's like this is literally every single chronograph that works i don't actually understand how a lot of them work because they are literal magicians and how they make it work i'm like I don't know how to articulate how a triple split chronograph works. Yeah. Shout out to Longa. I know, good job, Longa. But, like, <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't, at most, I can explain how a double split works because I've played with those before, but I've never played with a triple split, at least not yet. And when I was talking about the Sapphire stuff, like, yeah, I've played with some Sapphire watches before. I'm like, yeah, I have hands on experience. So, writing stuff like that, when I have hands-on experience, it's a lot easier because I can, like, go back on my experience. Like, okay, this is how this works. This is how it feels. Like, tac- how it's, like, tactile is a lot easier than writing something so abstract and so, like, it's it's such, it's just a figment of information that you have yeah. instead yeah. of actually being experienced to write about. I think that's so difficult. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And I feel like right now, um, one of the big problems is in terms of having any sort of blog or like written outlet, if you want to keep pumping out content, you got to also focus on new releases, right? And when it comes to new releases, if you're listening in, what happens is you can sign up with these brands to be on their press release email list and shit. But everyone's getting the same press release with the same photos, the same body copy. And they're basically just taking that and adapting it. Cause none of them have seen the watches that you're about to hear about. Like the trade shows haven't happened. They haven't seen them. They haven't felt them. No one knows anything. <laughs> so, and if you have gone, you're probably embargoed and you can't say anything. You can't yeah. take photos. You can't say anything different from what the brand wants you to say. Exactly. So it's, really hard to kind of be making authentic shit and i feel like the entire the way in which people consume media nowadays is very much shifting towards authenticity like i don't know what it is about gen z but they do not fuck with curated shit like they want you to be as real as possible (laughs) authenticity like like this podcast exactly yeah right like mikey's rants 
my rants. <laughs> Mikey rants. Like my rants. So, so Brandon, wh- why do you think it's been so hard just to kind of merge the two worlds together? And maybe afterwards I'll have Mikey just talk about, you know, the, the two worlds and wh- what he thinks about fashion and watches. And if there could ever be a more kind of, um, I guess, everyday approach to both. Yeah, so I think that um, the reason that it's been difficult to blend the two cultures so far has been because, frankly, watch guys don't dress well. They just don't. Damn. (laughs) No shade, but, I mean, a lot of these dudes are, like, middle-aged, white suburban dads. Like, the fuck do they know about fashion? I mean, they may have mistakenly been wearing those gray New Balances, but, like... A broken clock is wrong twice a day. Right? So I feel like a big problem is just there genuinely is very sparse overlap in the cultures. Um, I think that's beginning to change. And a big part of the reason that's beginning to change is because of the watch internet. I think it's democratized all of this information. Um, I think that hype culture was eventually going to go through watches the same way that it's gone through sneakers like oh man we now live say, eventually in, it's already there it is there for sure there. dude like it's i there. i was scrolling through um some articles earlier and i saw on hypebeast they've been posting they posted something about how uh Hodinky made nine hundred thousand dollars in i think nine minutes on the tag hoyer dado collab that they released like yesterday oh we gotta talk about that Oh, you think it's nice. So I like it because I've been obsessing over the, uh, I think it's a 3111, but it's like a 1996 re-edition that they did of the original Carrera in 36 millimeters, like the exact same dimensions as the original Carrera to the point that they had to take Carrera off the dial just so that you could tell the difference between the OG and the re-release. Really? So that watch was going for like two grand two years ago, and now it's over four. So <laughs> I feel like I missed the bus on that. Um, it's the same thing with sneakers, right? It I is, wish I knew. Yeah. But I feel like that's what's happening. Like the hype model has just moved to watches, and the same way that people were buying sneakers just because it said it was a cause collab or it was a supreme collab, people are going to do the same shit with watches. Only with the Hodinky collab. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I think the the in, the intent of buying essentially purely for speculative reasons is has reached watch industry. Yes. And not just not just for like hot models, not just for literally the hottest things on the planet, but like for everything. Everyone, the first thing people ask is like, "Would you think this one is gonna appreciate, depreciate, maintain value?" Yeah. Yeah, which like that's a, that's the first question anyone asks. I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like no one's in it for the watches anymore. But I know that this was the same thing old heads were saying about sneakers. So I really struggle with how I feel about this. Like I see a lot of people coming in from these collabs, like, and there's becoming more of an overlap with like the Hublot uh, shit. Takahashi? Yeah, the Murakami shit. Um, And then the fragment 
tag Hoyer Carreras and all sorts of stuff. Like, I'm not going to lie, some of these watches are really cool. But at the same time, I think it's going to the resellers. It's going to flippers. And I just don't know if I'm ready for that to become a part of watch culture yet. What if you have to solve cap- captures to, to cop watch now? <laughs> or get, get, through, get through the system, right? I'd hey, be man. so mad. Well, first, they, they, think... they better not be dropping that shit on foot sites. They're just going to load up their cap monsters and get ready to go. <laughs> 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 Fucking auto solve. This guy knows. This guy knows. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like when... I think it would be very difficult for for like this sort of speculative buying on mass on the scale of say like shoes coming out like i don't i don't think the speculative buying at that scale of product and that scale of like weekly releases will ever come to watches because there just aren't simply aren't that many watches coming out yeah but i think because of that people are beginning to look elsewhere at least like the collectors who've been in it for a while now and they've done like the royal oak and the nautilus before like they became hot shit because my understanding is a couple years ago no one wanted this shit um at least for the nautilus the 5711 so um i feel like now a lot of the people who've already gone through it are shifting their attention to a lot of these boutique brands where the speculative value, like, that shit is much more likely to go up because you're right, in terms of volume, they're not pumping out anything close to what Nike's going to pump out. But when a company's only pushing out, like, 50 models of this one particular watch, like, ever, there's a very high chance that at some point someone else is going to find that cool and want to buy it from you. And there's only 50 out there. For sure. So my hope is that kind of... that the hype coming into the watch market when everyone realizes they can't buy Rolex. If they want something that's going to go up in value, I'm hoping it kind of invigorates the smaller mom and pop watchmaker places. What do you think about the two cultures, Mikey? Um, I think it's inevitable. Like, I don't think... It's just going to happen. You know, what I mean? like it's, it's just going to happen at the end of the day. Like as, as much as like I understand where you're coming from and like I get why like you don't like you're not ready for it. It's just going to happen, man. Yeah. Like that's just, you know, like that's just I wasn't ready for that shit to happen with sneakers, but it just happened. Like if if there's if there's money to be made, people are going to find a way to make it, you know. And then on in the most vulgar terms, it's just another thing to flex with, man. Just yes. Another thing to flex with. That's just another thing to flex with. Mm. You got some Chicago ones. That's cute. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's. Chicago. You got some. You got some uh, off-white Chicago's. Mm, that's cute. What are those? Only four figures. Right. It's like soft. <laughs> so mm, you collect sneakers and you say it's expensive hobby. That's cute. Like, have you seen that meme? No, no I, I have not. So it's it's like um it's like a it's a road rolled up whole thing of like grid of sneakers. It's like oh sneakers is my passion. It's so so expensive, and then below that, someone 
obviously a dealer, not a boutique, but they lined up like a bunch of RMs and APs. And it's like, mm, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, take, take a look at that. Let's, uh, yeah. let, let's kind of, let's wrap this by getting the opinion because Darius, I think you want to, you, you mentioned you want to talk about it. Is that Hodinky and the tag... Re, so re, can, I say, can I say reissue? Is it fair to say a reissue? The, the data? Yeah, right? Can I say reissue? I mean, it's like a reinterpretation because I'm pretty yeah, sure the original one was smaller. What was this it's one? $900,000? No. Bro. $7,250. US. Oh, what the fuck? Why is, why is Hypebeast? Oh, no, no, no. Hodinkee made 900000 on the entire release. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. You want my take on this watch? Yes. Uh, they should have made they should have made the the date window reverse in the colorway. They should have made that date window not like I think if they reversed the colorway and had the silver border on it, that'd be fine. They could have emphasized the seconds the, the running seconds a bit more i think that would have been cool and just take off the swiss or move it to straight to the bottom at six o'clock that'd be great and then they were like hyping up oh this watch is gonna be black it's dark yeah noir all these things make it black dlc hmm. all right to Good me shit. this shit looks like the supreme box logo of watches there's too there's too much going on with the Carrera and the and the tag uh logo to me. Like I feel like it just doesn't look natural. I don't I don't know if that's just <laughs> me just like not being that much of a watch guy, but I don't know. I feel I feel like they're doing too much with the with everything going on in the dial. I is that is that a that's shitty a, that, take? That's a you thing. That's, that's, a, a, that's thing? Like a heritage thing. That's a heritage thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> it doesn't do it for me at all. I I think my only, my, my only thing with this re-release or reinterpretation is the size. I think for mm-hmm. me that's it. Because when, when we compare it to the, to the original, um, right, or unoriginal, you know, the, the Data 45... I mean, the cues are there. Everything kind of makes sense. Uh, I wish they they didn't go like the the newer one didn't go with that style pushers because um, I think I would I would have preferred the something similar to the original. Well, what I am glad about, and I will say this, is that there's no Fotina. Yes, mm. that would that would have really killed yeah. it. Yes, okay? absolutely. But the fact that there there isn't there's a reinterpretation. The Swiss at, at the six above the indice. Um, does not bother me just because, hey, if that's on the original one then, or unoriginal one, then I get it. I get it. I get it. The date wheel comment, I mean, date display, sorry. Um, I will agree with what Darius said, though. Right? I think it would it, add more focus to the 30-minute register. I, I agree with that. I agree that wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it was just the size. I really wish that Hey, if if you're gonna do something, then kind of redo it in that size. But I also understand the the business aspect is hey, how many people are actually gonna buy it at this size versus you know a more contemporary size? So, 
I think the market is shifting back. Absolutely. I think it's buying, people are buying smaller watches. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I picked up the, uh, the, the Hamilton that's at a 34, 36, 30, 34, 36. I forgot. Something like that, right? I know, I know my, my thoughts are, are kind yeah. of going to a smaller size. Mm-hmm. That's why AP introduced that 38 millimeter chrono that they still have to call me for. Thank you, please, AP. <laughs> please call Darius. Come on, guys. Please call Darius. They called me once. They got me the wrong color. <sighs> Terrible. How dare they? I know. I know. We're so rude. The Darius. Right, Mikey? The Darius. How could you do... So rude. The Darius like that. Yeah. The man of mystery. The man of oh. mystery. The man of mystery. Um, Brandon, any sort of final words, any final things that you do want to say or share? Um, where can they find you? Where can they kind of learn more? Um, and, and just expand the conversation. I think that's really the important thing. Sure. About, um, about this episode, at least. So, last thing I have to say is uh, just be empathetic. Like, think about the world that you live in. Think about the people around you and how your actions affect others. And uh, remember that we do owe each other something. We're all in this together. We're trying to have a fucking society. Pull your weight. Um, But, no, really, that's it. Just, like, genuinely care about the people around you. Be safe. Like, don't do foolish shit. Don't be going to parties. It's not safe. Don't do dumb shit. If you want to find out more about um, long COVID and the stuff that I'm going through, you can follow me at brandon.paul on Instagram, uh, Brandon Palooza on Twitch when I eventually start streaming, and uh, at the Minute Marker on Instagram for all the watch and fashion stuff. So come find Amazing. me. Let's chat. Very yeah. good. And, not going to forget it, Mikey, where can they find you? As always, every week, hey, I'm Mikey, H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Hit me up. Tell me I'm stupid or something. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to say. And Darius? D-A-R dot I-G on the Instagram. Very simple. And as always... Springs and Thread, you can follow it on Instagram at springs.thread. Website is www.springsandthread.com. If you're listening to this or you're considering listening to this, and or if you're listening to this and you want to send it off to someone, Apple Podcasts. Well, imagine Spot- someone considering about listening to it and they just skip to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, should I listen to an hour and a bit that yeah. came before it? Yeah, exactly. But very much appreciate it. Please subscribe. Please like the podcast. Please leave us a rating. And until next time, everyone, stay safe. Peace. Bye-bye. Later.